Yes. All right, we're here with Haley Halverson. Just yes. back from Puerto Rico when? This week? Tuesday. Tuesday. Yep. So Last Tuesday. So up to we finally have like our spring summer heat, yep. which was necessary. You waited till then to come that back. That is my cold. Right. For right now. Yeah, you spent, so you were down in Puerto Rico for eight months? Yep, since last August. Right, and you previously played in Sweden. Yep. So let's go all the way back to when you were playing for the Gophers and you were getting close to the end of your time. How did you decide that you wanted to play pro? Um, honestly, I just wasn't ready to transition into the real world. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's a big thing once you are ending college soccer is like you don't know what your true identity is. So it's <laughs> right. like, let's just stick to what we know. <laughs> and I don't know, I just like wasn't ready to be done. I still love the sport so much and I was like, why would I stop now? Especially if my mm -hmm. body's going to continue to allow me to play the game. Mm -hmm. And there's been so many people now anyways who I run into and they're like, that's so awesome. Like, I wish right. I would have done that. And like they're I, jealous now. Right. And I never wanted to be that person that always had to look back and think, oh, what if? Right. So I'm glad I got to be able to continue. Well, and who did you talk to? Did you talk to anyone? Like, try and figure out what's it even like at all? I mean, you've obviously played abroad in two different places, yep. um, but did you talk to anyone while you were on the team, while you were in college to say, hey, like, literally, what is it like? How do I do it? Like, did you talk to anyone to get advice? I did. I talked to uh, Olivia Bagnall, just because she was the mm -hmm. freshest one out that okay. I was aware of who got to be able to do it. And um, Kelsey Hood as well. And yeah. Winnie Sharp, who's from uh, Des Moines. But mm -hmm. Honestly, I didn't reach out until after I was done, just because I yeah. didn't think that it was going to be a possibility. <laughs> yeah. And like, I had registered for the draft, and honestly, wasn't expecting a lot, just because my class was yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. So I was like, eh, I'm not expecting. Well, and it's a whole brutal lot. anyway. I mean, there's only even then there was ten teams. You know, now there's nine. Right. There was ten teams, mm -hmm. and the the draft I think is set up so insane anyway. There's four rounds. Yep. Even though you know no team has four wide open roster spots, like it's yeah. set up. To, the expectations are like set yep. up to be up mm -hmm. so it's like heartbreaking even it if is. you get drafted then you're still just like battling you yeah. know it's just like a camp invite right exactly right so, so I wasn't expecting much from right. that and Steph helped me with that a little bit just like told me what basically was gonna happen right. but then after that I was like all right I kind of have to tackle this beast on my own and that's when I started reaching <laughs> just out like to players. Jumping, just exactly. like jump in just like jump in exactly well it we, I mean, we've talked to Kelsey a couple of times. A while ago, we had like a one-on-one -on -one chat with her, and then she helped with our the first part of that like documentary series. Right. And she talked about when she went into it, it was kind of similar to the energy you had. It was kind of like, I didn't get an agent. I kind of just like went for it, and right. a team offered me something, so I went. And it's like, <laughs> it was it was sort of like the implied tone of what she was saying was like, hey, what was the risk? Like just like go for it. Yeah, you have to. If you <laughs> once you get your little foot in the door, you just gotta run with it. Right. There's no turning back. <laughs> so how did that first um, how did that first offer happen? How did you get that first connection to the team in Sweden? Um, so Olivia Bagnell actually played for that team as well, and I just kind of asked her for contacts, and she was like, "Well, like the coach isn't the same anymore," and so then I had to kind of like look into the team itself, and I did um, reach out to a few agents just because I figured that would be the easiest way to get started. Right. And so sketchy it's so <laughs> sketchy just because like a lot of them is you they put you up on a website and then yeah. teams kind of reach out from there so right. it's like 
I would just much rather reach out to these people on my own because then I actually right. feel like I'm being productive right. instead of just like sitting around at home <laughs> waiting for something to happen. Right. I'm on a website somewhere, so I'm sure it's good. Yeah, it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> I know it's coming. Well, I've always wondered that because, you know, when you talk to players, especially if you're playing in, you know, like second division in Sweden or like, you know, Simone played over in the Czech Republic yeah. or in these places where... You know, it's not the Premier League. You're not playing for Lyon. You're not playing mm -hmm. for these giant clubs. The pay really is only, you know, a few hundred bucks a month, whatever it is. So I've always wondered, like, how these people become agents like that. Yeah. Like, what are they? <laughs> like, I just wonder. What is are it, you benefiting maybe from? Maybe it's it? a, side, a side hustle like I do it with this for is. free. So maybe, it <laughs> maybe it's more of like a for fun thing. Who knows? Maybe it is. Right. Or maybe they think that they can get you bigger offers. Right. Maybe they'll sure. find you find you that that yeah. big time. Well, so you got to Sweden, and talk about that process of like moving there and then getting with the team like by yourself, brand new yeah. country. What was that like? Uh, it just happened so fast because I had reached out. Well, I had got in touch with the uh, player personnel guy, I guess you could call him, mm -hmm. and he was like, "When?" Basically, it was like, "When can you be here?" <laughs> yeah. And I was like, uh, "Was this spring, summer? When was this?" Yeah. So I reached out to them in the spring, and then. I guess it was like winter. So it was like November, December maybe. Yeah. And then I was there in April. Okay. So, so had you graduated in December? Were you done early? Yeah. Or were, okay. So I was done with that. And then they were just like, when can you be here? And I was like, um, when do I need to be there? I guess. <laughs> you were like, like, I need slightly more context. Right. Because I was just like, I can't just like pick up and go like, right now. Right. And I wasn't sure. Or you didn't want to seem too eager. You have that to like, too. You, you kind of have, like, have to like play it as, oh, oh I have, yeah, I have I all have. this time and all this stuff going on. And they're like, oh, shoot, like maybe we need to offer more. I don't know. Like, <laughs> and eat up. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, right, right. But um, so, yeah, they were like, you can come in for preseason if you don't want to. Like if you want right. to train more on your own, do right. what you got to do. But season starts May. Right. So I was like, okay. So I went in for the last week of preseason and yeah it was just right into the league yeah so what was it like what was the actual soccer like like when you show up I mean you've played at all these different levels you played with these different teams but when you show up there what were kind of those big adjustments or were there any big surprises of oh this is how it goes here yeah I honestly didn't really have any expectations going in right. just because I didn't want to psych myself out <laughs> yeah um but it's just like anyone would anticipate. All of the European right. leagues are very technical. Right. Like, right. I went in and worked so hard on the athletic aspect yeah. and the running and the lifting. Yeah. And <laughs> obviously, that was what they were interested in me for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They so, think, like, oh, this American who plays, like, physical soccer. Exactly. So I came she in. She just kicks it as hard as she can and runs it. And runs people. as fast as she can. And that's all we need. <laughs> yeah. So I brought that to the table and <laughs> my part was done. But yeah, everyone else. I mean, there were a few girls that right. didn't fit the norm of like what you would expect, right. and you were just like, oh, okay. Like, a few surprises, but then the other girls, it was like, okay, you right. can juggle a million times and right. do rainbows against people, and right. it's just like, the touches that you wouldn't expect to happen, yeah. you're like, oh. Right. So it's like, <laughs> Change all things. of your anticipation, exactly. it's like all your timing, all of your senses. Like, you think different. you can read the game based on yeah. the style that you've been playing for right. four years I've been at in, Minnesota. I've been in the Big Ten. Exactly. Really competitive program like NCAA tournament quality team mm -hmm. and then you go over there and it's like oh okay sure like, yeah, my I, entire I compass is broken this. I got this and then you get out there and you're like 
right. oh, uh, what? Right. <laughs> well, and then you dealt with a pretty serious injury, right? Talk yes. a little bit about that. Yes. So it had to have been maybe two months in, and it was actually in the warm-up of a game. Oh, God. I overstretched my hamstring, and I, like, felt like a pop, but right. I have hip issues so like I always pop right you thought you were hearing like right. that yeah. so I was like oh okay it's nothing but then right. as the game progressed I kept getting tighter and tighter and tighter and yeah. I like couldn't run anymore yeah my coach is on the sideline like what are you doing and I was like uh, I can't run I don't right. know what it is and right of course I'm the player that is not going to step off or anything right like, tried to keep going right so I'm going to push through it and even if I'm walking <laughs> I'm still going to compete as hard as I, I got can. it coach uh, yeah don't worry coach I'll anticipate the ball. I got it. <laughs> right. But um, at halftime, I came off and sat down for like the halftime talk, yeah. and I couldn't stand back up. Right, because the adrenaline slows down a yeah, little bit. Yeah, so and I was just feel stuck. It. And I was like, I can't, I can't go on. Right. And he was just like, okay, like we'll get it looked at. So I spent the entire second half getting my hamstring looked at. Right. And um, there was no bruising no swelling I mean nothing that you could yeah really so weird yeah diagnose anything so right I iced it and yeah. wrapped it and sat on the sideline <laughs> and my coach the next day is like are you ready to go and I was like mm, no <laughs> so I ended up hobbling over to the physio and, yeah um he did range of motion and acupuncture and like everything else just to yeah. like see how I would yeah. react to anything yeah. and he was like, you need surgery. Right. And I was like, I don't think it's that serious. <laughs> and so I... You were like, do not cut me open. Yeah, like, I'm. we're halfway through the season. Like, let's not <laughs> let's not do that right now. Let's right. actually figure out what it is. Right. So I ended up going home for the break, and I saw my doctor back home. And, yeah. Uh, he was like, I mean, I got an MRI. He's like, you have a few fragments, but, like, no surgery. Right. You should be able to, like, rest it, whatever, right. rehab it. So he said, rehab for three months. And at that time, I could get a month in at home, and then I was hoping to continue right. the other two in Sweden. Right. Because I had met with the physio so much, I was like, oh, this shouldn't be an issue. Mm -hmm. So I contacted my coach, and they were all really nice and accommodating. I was like, anything you need, let us know. Like, right. Keep us updated, that kind of type of deal. And it's just bad timing. Right. It's like, well, like, if you need to... Be, if you need to be at home to get fully healthy, like we'd right. much rather you do that. So right. I took that option, and then yeah. Well, and had you been playing a lot before? Like you were, were you like getting major minutes, and then all of a sudden, like boom? Um, I mean, I had started and was playing full nineties, but right, I'd been doing that my whole career, right, so right, right. I wasn't expecting anything like that. But I, but it's that adjustment of like, right. oh crap, I was like getting playing time and like getting right. you know like playing major minutes, and now. Nothing. Out. <laughs> Completely right. out. Right. Although then you turned into like unofficial recruiter True. and brought over Josie Stever and Tara Hobbs. I, yeah, I guess I can say that Sweden. I helped with that, I guess. Yeah, of course. <laughs> who else Who else would say it? Is there some other, like someone from Minnesota who could have said they brought those Gophers over? So they actually played for the same team, right? Yep. So then um, they went over there. We've interviewed them before. Um, and then you were, was that during your recovery season? Yep, so I was at over? home when, during the the transfer period. Yeah. So when you're allowed to bring Because they came over in like June or July or something and yep. you had been hurt then. Yep. Okay. So they, you started that season, they finished that season exactly. for you. <laughs> exactly. So then you recovered. 
Yep. And then once you were actually like game fit and doing soccer stuff again, um, how did you find that next opportunity? So I played in Des Moines for the Des Moines Menace in the WPSL. Oh, okay. And that yeah, was... they're, they're like a pretty well-established, pretty well-known yep. WPSL team. Mm -hmm. So I played with them, and that was like right after my recovery time. Mm -hmm. So that was my new my startup back into okay. full 90 minutes. Game. Okay. Because prior to that, I did not do any playing. Right. Um, it was just strictly... You were like getting fit over the winter yep. and it stuff. Was and then strictly okay. strengthening. And then jump back in in the summer. Yep. Okay. And then after that was when... So that would have been last summer? Yep, last summer. Okay, so last summer you were playing down in Des Moines. Yep, and then after that season was when the coach from Puerto Rico had contacted my WPSL coach and was like, hey, yeah. we've seen Haley play, we're interested yeah. in having her. Because he was the coach at FC Indiana. Oh, okay. And um, coached their women's team. So Okay, and he, then got pulled down to yep. Puerto Rico? Okay. He worked for the national team... Um, he was the Puerto Rican national coach the season prior. Oh, okay. So he, because I played in Des Moines every summer. Right. When I was at Minnesota. You're one of the many Iowans who Minnesota has pulled on for our collegiate yep. excellence. Mm -hmm. You're not from Ankeny, are you? I'm not. Okay, there's like 50 <laughs> I know. girls from Ankeny who have gone on to play at the U, yes. and I don't understand what is in the water in Ankeny, but apparently it's <laughs> Division One soccer it's talent. It's funny you say that because we always thought that growing up too. Like when we would play them, we were I like, hope, what are they drinking? I hope you thought that. <laughs> like Kelsey Hood, now Megan Gray, there's probably like... Mackenzie Meisel. There's, there are dozens I'm forgetting. Oh, like yes. if you look through any previous roster, I'm like, what the hell? There was probably one per age group. Yeah, every year. Yep. Someone just like goes down and finds the one yep. from the U-17s this year. <laughs> yeah. Well, so when you went down to Puerto Rico, you had spent some time in Sweden to like see what that league was like. Mm -hmm. Then how did Puerto Rico compare? I mean, I don't know if people realize just how many different leagues there are that yeah. have popped up and grown and developed. And they're just all of them are getting so much more established. But what was it like when you landed down there? Um, very different from Sweden, <laughs> first of all, just weather wise, yeah. because when I got to Sweden, it was Arctic Circle yeah. in the winter, no sunlight, yeah. nothing. And then you get to Puerto Rico, and it's sun, sand, beach, water, right. and you're like, right. whoa. Iowa girl going exactly. down to like, Puerto Rico. Oh, this is nice. Going to be here all winter. <laughs> yeah. Take my time. Right. And you um, want to come visit? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So many people were like, I actually want to come visit. I'm like, oh, shocker. <laughs> but um, the league was actually pretty similar like everyone okay. is basically the same as okay. I said before very tactical yeah technical um brutes mm. some big girls yeah and so were you playing similar positions in both places like were you playing where you where you like to play or did you have to move around to match the team um so in Sweden I started at outside back which is what I played okay. most of my time at Minnesota okay and then there were a few times where I played the center back position yeah which I'm not familiar with right and you would think it would be relatively easy with some defensive background that I have yeah but, but it can be so hard yes because you're really you have to play that coordinator where like now instead of positioning off of like hey I'm looking over at Rashida or whatever exactly now you are the one you I'm have the one to who's like, directing right yeah. like you're looking it's literally twice as much work I know <laughs> And I'm used to using the sideline as my buddy to help yeah, defend yeah, people, yeah. whereas in the middle, right. you take that one wrong step and right. it's right by you, and you're like, right. Oh. right. But, um... They brought you in. Was it because, like, you just have the size to play in the middle? Is it, like... Because you're, you're pretty tall. Like, were you, like, 
is it just like that or was it just um, need to move people around I think it was just like a testing thing okay because they didn't like, see really if we can use you there yeah they didn't really tell me like what exactly it was that I was contributing to the center back position <laughs> they just kind of We're threw try me in there back. right so right. I just kind of took it and ran and then yeah. um, when I was talking to the coach to go to Puerto Rico he had asked what positions I played right and I didn't really know at what level he asked because <laughs> you were like I've played two summers of keeper yeah exactly five and six <laughs> well because coming into college I played mostly up top mm. and I started for Steph in the middle right and then, and then she dragged you back and back and back, back. <laughs> <laughs> and after that that's where it been so right well and that's where you got the most serious reps then right. like that, that because you got dragged there during college then like that's where your highest level like yeah. muscle memory happened mm-hmm. so and I actually I, fell in love with it right Be, like being a scorer back, my whole life yeah. I was like oh this sucks like right. I'm not really getting as much recognition anymore outside back can be fun it really fits my personality because <laughs> <laughs> I'm that player that's going to talk to you the whole game just shut down that person in front yes, of you just like talk trash fuels the fire inside <laughs> me and I that's love great. it that's great but um so yeah center back was a whole new ball game for me and I actually played that my whole season in Puerto Rico oh damn yeah a whole year wow mm-hmm. well and it's I think the thing people probably are most curious about in leagues like this too are like uh I remember talking to the girls after they come back from Sweden and they talked about just like the mix of types of players you had like some were older and had just played a long time and they weren't necessarily you know like out of college trying to be a pro right. they had like kind of been around and played their whole life and they were maybe older was that any different in like the Swedish league versus Puerto Rico in terms of was it all people trying to kind of like do it as a career or was it a mix of some kind of like amateur but long time like skilled players um I would say in Puerto Rico it was not as serious for the okay. girls just because majority of them did have jobs on the side Right. And we're just um, financially stable that way. Mm-hmm. Even though the reinforcements is what they called us, we were very well taken care of. Okay. So, So yeah, talk about that. Like, how did they, when you were talking to the team, Yeah. how much did they tell you up front versus what you learned there? That's what I always wonder, too, because yes. I think, I think the, the thing that people probably can relate to, or at least uh, an absurd person like me can relate to, is like learning how to negotiate when you have job offers and mm-hmm. stuff. This, I think, would be like one of the few areas that regular people who are not professional athletes <laughs> could relate to is the idea of, yeah, they offered me the job and then I came and I didn't realize this part. Right. So what's the stuff you knew up front? The like when you print. talk to the, the coaches in or the team in Puerto Rico, do they tell you like salary, housing, and transportation? Or like what do they tell you up front by the time you book your flight? And then somebody falls off. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it was basically all those things that you covered. So there was um, salary, win bonus. Okay, like everyone on the team, or like you have a win bonus for if the team wins. Yep. Yeah. And then travel, housing, food. So like basically. So there's like a food stipend or something, or like meals at the facility. Yep. So we would have. food stipend and then obviously when we would travel places they would cover mm-hmm. food for us as well as travel and if we had to stay overnight which right. 
wasn't really an issue right. because the whole island is <laughs> coming from playing a in the Big Ten across like the entire <laughs> upper Midwest and then the island. Yes. Yeah. Right. So housing, did they set you up in like apartments, or were you in like host families or sharing apartments? What was that like? Because I know that part can vary a lot too. Yes, we were actually very fortunate. We stayed in a resort. Oh my god. I know, it's so terrible. <laughs> but it's kind of funny but sad because the whole Maria right. issue. Right. So the hotel that we were staying at was like deserted. Had like closed. Yeah. It was basically closed. And so gone. it was us and then they had a men's basketball team. Right. And the only times it was open was for like conventions or large parties like quinceañeras right. and like wow crazy things so it like just that. otherwise wasn't being used yep so that's otherwise why you guys were us. like yeah a <laughs> consistent customer exactly which is like good for them so the team covered that that actually is a pretty good setup mm-hmm. to cover so when you had travel did you have like a side job on were you doing other stuff or was it enough to just do the soccer and like nope. have that stuff paid yep. for we just i well i just did yeah. the soccer but that's like great. i said the girls on the island did yeah they had like things. separate mm-hmm. right well because they may have been like paid different too because right. you guys were like bringing it so how many um how many people were coming in like you said the reinforcements like yes. how many like americans or non-puerto ricans were there there were six of us okay yep so did you recognize any like were any of them sometimes that happens where right. like they'll they're from a random other college you. or something so um, were they around your age or was it like a mix so there was one girl of the same age as me and then the other four were either a year or two younger okay so around that same yep. band mm-hmm. yeah well and i think the um I think people, yeah, I think, like, what we've heard from other players who have gone abroad is they'll know, like, a random girl from Northwestern or someone else. Because I think that word of mouth is how a lot of Mm -hmm. that kind of happens. Yep. Right? So your season just wrapped up. You came back. What are your plans uh, now, kind of, now that you're back in Minnesota for its warmest season (laughs) after you spent your warm winter in Puerto Rico? I know. I'm so soft now. Look at me. It's like 60 degrees outside. Wearing a sweater, yeah. I'm wearing a sweater. Right. Um, It's also, it's not cold in here. It's not. It is not cold in here. Um, I don't know. Right now, I'm really just chilling. Yeah, just resting up. Just trying to enjoy my time at home. Like, I haven't seen my family in so long. Honestly, I'll probably just train. Yeah. Work some side hustles here and there, maybe yeah. Minnesota camp. Yeah. If time allows, but Yeah. So you up in are you up in Minnesota or are you back down in Iowa, down in Des Moines? Um I'll probably be back and forth to be honest. Yeah. Just because I'm I've been here for so long that yeah. I've made enough connections where right. I can be fluid back and forth and still get the right amount of training right. that I need. Right. So well, and we have uh, at least one Twitter question for you. Yes. Which, this is deep down into the weeds of rules okay. across leagues. Ooh, I'm not good with rules. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, one big adjustment, I think, for people who watch like national team games and FIFA games, or even just pro leagues, is kind of that difference of substitutions. If you go to a gopher game, it is, or any college game, it is kind of funny if you aren't thinking about it to see all the subbing because NCAA allows a lot of subbing. So this is a question about which you like better, kind of the NCAA subbing pattern or the pro leagues. So maybe just talk a little bit about how that changes kind of your minutes and how you play on the field. Yes, yes. So in college, yes, there's a ton of subbing that happens. Right. Um, in my league in Puerto Rico, we did play FIFA rules. Okay. So we only were allowed three substitutions. Yep. But well, and you were a center back too. Yeah, so, so a little less likely. 
or even in college as an outside back, a little less yeah. stepping back there. I would say just in the def defensive position in general, there's really not a lot of subbing right. just because there's a lot of chemistry and right. stuff yeah, that communication, you, you really need right. to kind of stay consistent. Right. So not a big impact on your life. Not really, but watching the other girls in other positions, yeah. the FIFA rule is tough. Yeah. Just because you like for fitness and everything. Yeah, yeah. Like if you're not at your highest point of fitness and you're not at your peak. Yeah. You only have three players that could possibly come in and like help change the game. Right. Whereas in college you're just yeah. one after another keeping the legs fresh. Yeah. So I think that like for context, I think when I broke down kind of players who were playing major minutes, so anything more than 15, 20, 30 minutes a game. Yeah. I think the Gophers last year had like 16, 17 players or mm -hmm. whatever. You know, 16 was probably the most conservative number of playing like really major minutes, right. like basically a half or more. Right. So that's a lot. I mean, compare that to yeah. like 14 on FIFA rules, 16, 17, 18 mm -hmm. compared to that. It does make a difference. I mean, I think that front six, you know, the attacking group is always going to be more. Yeah. But I think that's what keeps your players fresh and right. that's what you ultimately want. Right. Because there were times where we would just blow teams out of the water in Puerto Rico. Yeah. And I felt bad because our subs couldn't get any playing time. Right. you can only sub in three people. So. Right. So even when it's already, like, out of hand, you can't bring on the bench. Right. Like, bring on the subs. Exactly. So it was tough just because those girls deserve as much time as we do, especially right. when you're playing against teams of lower caliber. Right. Where in NCAA, girls are coming and going all the right. time. Well, and have, have college players reached out to you since they know you've played pro and asked you about what it was like or asked you for advice? Has anyone done that? Oh yeah, definitely. So what um, is what are those key points of advice you give them through that process? Because you've played in two pretty different places. Yeah. But two pretty solid setups. I mean, you can hear some like moderate horror stories oh, of yeah. going to random places yep. if if the if the league is kind of scrappy or if the coach is kind of a jerk or if the team doesn't really support you well or whatever. There can be. There's always a chance of it being rough. Yeah. But it seems like you had at least okay setups. Um, so what are those kind of like key points of advice when they ask? I would say ask questions yeah is like the biggest thing because like as a player yes getting reached out talking to the team yes like when it comes down to your contract you need to know all the yeah. nitty-gritty <laughs> details right because you never know when something could go wrong and they're just like right. okay bye like right thanks for playing right so just like knowing your worth as a player right and taking that and running with them because right. in sweden when I got hurt, like they just basically dropped me. Right. Which is like, I mean, the cutthroat right. situation. But it still feels brutal when it happens. Exactly. You're just like, oh, I didn't expect that. Okay. <laughs> You're like, thought oh my God, I thought you liked me <laughs> and now you don't like me and now I have to go home and I have to, I'm all alone. Like, yes. it's everything. Like, uh -huh. all of it just like falls yep. <laughs> in that moment. Like, all the emotions rush in. I know. Well, in the, what are some of the most common questions that players ask you, I guess? Like, when the college players ask you, like, what do they, what do they ask about? Um, they're usually pretty specific okay. towards the team and the league that I play for. Okay. Just because they're interested in, like, the different areas of the world. So it's like, in Sweden, it was like, what is Europe like? 
Right. And it's like, now that I'm in the Caribbean, it's like, what is that like? Right. And because all teams are so different and the way that you play the game can be totally different. And that's why I love the sport so much is that nothing is the same ever. Right. And so it's just specific things like that. Like, oh, what do you like about the team? Like what's basically just like what's different between here and there. Yeah. Just kind of getting the feelers out of right. the best area to go. All the same annoying stuff I've been asking yes. you about. Right, <laughs> same stuff. Well, and what's the, I mean, what are the things, I think one of the things that we've heard players talk about too, or at least like coaches and people giving advice is, the difference between being in college and the pros is that, you know, during college, even though you're investing so much time in the sport, you also have classes, you also have this academic side. Mm-hmm. And then when you get out, um, some of that is like self-motivated in terms of managing your time. How are you still eating well? Are you still resting well? But what are some of those off the field things that you notice, like once you were over there by yourself in a place, like as a pro out of college where you're not with the same girls you were with for those four years, what are some of those off the field things like living in the town that you thought of or you realized? Um, well, I love, going to new places and meeting new people. Yeah. That's like my MO. Right. Like I left Iowa, came here, no right. problem. And it's like I went to Sweden and I went to Puerto Rico. Like that's what I love to do. So So this was a little bit of your real house. Kinda. Yeah. So I just like getting to know my teammates. So it's yeah. like in Puerto Rico we all can like pack up one day and go to the beach for a few hours right. before practice. Right. Or I don't even know. It's just like just like the little things of getting to know your teammates. Right. And I think that's the biggest part of it. Um, but well, also, and living in those different cities, I mean, those are probably two very different like towns and communities oh, yeah. too, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, what was what was that like? Just exploring that new town, like in Sweden. What town were you in again? Östersund. Okay, so how yep. big? Like, what was the vibe there? Um, it was probably as big as Des Moines. Okay. Size wise, but everything was like the small town feel. So everything's like really close together. More walkable, bikeable, like you said. Yep. Whereas. Even though Puerto Rico is such a small country, everything is still kind right. of spread out. Right. So you would, like, biking everywhere would be a little more challenging. Yeah. So. So did you guys have, like, did you guys share cars or anything or what? Yeah. Okay. So we had a vehicle and we were maybe 10, 15 minutes from the field. Yeah. And I guess everything was kind of 10, 15 minutes away. Like, the beach was that far right. away. So um, what was the, what town were you in in Puerto Rico? Like, how big was that? I was in Fajardo. Okay. I couldn't tell you how big it was. Right. But, um, Rough size vibe that you got. What's the, like, to, like, compared to being in, like, Des Moines of the Twin Cities? Was it smaller? It was like, smaller. a lot smaller? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, way smaller. Okay. Um, it was about 40 minutes south of San Juan. Okay. So... The capital, right? Yep. Yeah. Put some feelers out there for you. Okay. But it was so beautiful. Yeah. Everywhere is. It's just incredible. And um, you were near the beach. Yep. Everywhere is so near rough. the beach. Right. So funny. <laughs> it's like you go Small to any town Island and it's maybe. like, all right, it's, right, there's another beach, there's another one. Right. Well, Haley, this was fantastic. Thank you so much. Yeah. We had to go to a second location because the first one was closed and you were resilient enough to deal with that (laughs) so thank you so much uh and we'll see you around probably in minnesota this summer of course all right i will be around